You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9-to-5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet. With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero, Philips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK. Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Florida Keys. Um, It is a beautiful day, a little warm. Uh, We are slowly moving out of season. Out of season. I don't know. It's it's Easter weekend. So today, as as I record this, is Good Friday. There's a lot of boats, a lot of campers coming down. Uh, I like that stuff. We've had some slow nights. One or two, and then we had some busy nights with people coming back. And then we, this is the trend during the, as we move in towards spring, summer months. Yet weekdays slower, weekends busy. You got the day trippers coming down on the weekends and things like that. We still get visitors, and we probably get a decent amount considering the price of the hotel rooms has dropped dramatically. Dropped dramatically. So uh, up up to 50%, which is great because they were way too high, way too high. And who am I to tell somebody? I, well, I'll tell you who I am. Uh, if you keep on keeping the prices that high, the people are going to find a diff- different place to spend, spend their tourism or vacation dollars. And we'll address that a little later with a little rule change in Key West that will affect things. It's kind of... It's an ironic rule change, I think, but we're going to talk that a little later. I got several things to do, and they're all, well, the first one's previous, I'm previous, personal. You know, I just choose the most inappropriate words sometimes. So last night I worked. It's a good night, busy night, decent amount of traffic. I come home. The wife's already in bed, sleeping, and the, we... Um, hear a little buzzing or a truck engine idle. It's around 10.30 at night and we're hearing uh, like a generator running maybe or something like that buzzing near the house. And we can't determine where the sound's coming from. Right? We're just listening to it and we listen to it and say, could it be the air conditioner? Could it be something in one of the air ducts? something in the wall and then you disturb what the hell could be in the wall that would be 
uh, making that sound because we went outside and we didn't, there's nothing around. There was no sound. We hear the other, um, all we can hear was the different air conditioners going off and that was it. And a couple nocturnal sounds of the lizards and, and some of the toads or whatever's making noise at night. Well, we started doing an investigation, looking all around the house. We listened to a wall, and then we, we located a dresser. Now, if you're starting to suspect what the sound was, you might be correct right away if you're ahead of everyone else. So Abby just can't sleep with it. I have no problem. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. But if she can't go to sleep, I can't go to sleep. So we're thinking of it, thinking of I go back outside to look. She's looking around her dresser. And all of a sudden, one of her, I like to call it a personal satisfaction devices went off. And she said she didn't mind me talking about it. She said that. I said, she goes, you got something to talk about on your show. I said, I wasn't going to talk about it. That's your thing. And she goes, I don't mind. I don't listen to it. I said, okay. But there are people that listen to it. But she gave me, as you hear this, she gave me the go-ahead this morning to say that. It was a vibrator. I guess she, when she pulled something out of her drawer, it just started going off. Much like it happens at the TSA um, when you're going to um, get your carry-on luggage checked. You know, I would suggest, and this is it, take your batteries out. Unless it's one of those rechargeable ones. Take those batteries out or tape it off or something like that, whatever. Keep it from going off because that's where people really start looking for it. So that, that was fun. We were laughing at it, but it, you know, it happens. I, <clears throat> since it's so <clears throat> such a cliche for that to happen on uh, flights, you know, the vibrator. I told you about my microphone one time. I had this. I have this meteor microphone. It's. It looks like a big silver capsule. Capsule. Yeah, like you would take for medicine, but it's silver, and it has a tripod legs that fold down, and it comes up, so you can use it as a microphone. It's a great. I love that mic. It's a good, high quality mic. I, it's not as good as the. Hopefully, it's not as good as the one I'm using right now, because otherwise I'd be using it now. And I was going through customs check in, in Poland about four years ago, and I had my whole setup there, just my Chromebook and my Meteor mic in a backpack that I, I carry, and one of the border guards said to me, hey, what's that right there? And I said, oh, it's a microphone. He goes, what? I said, a microphone. I do podcasts. And he goes, show me. So I bring it out, and it's in a, it's in a black satin satchel, which it, it is deceiving because it looks, when you got something like that, it could be what's in that satchel. And, and it, you know, a silver-looking capsule, and probably I don't know what the guy would have thought because there was... I mean, I guess he saw a string. Maybe he thought it was like a very large butt plug or something like that. So I pull it out. I whip it out. And I open up the tripod legs and I show them. And I say, oh, it plugs in there. And that's a microphone. See, volume. And they go, okay. And he was very disappointed. He wouldn't have been disappointed last night. I mean, except, you know, finding the vibrating dildo. 
Okay, to move on there. One thing I wanted to inform people here. My my ill-timed segue was about, I noticed reading in the papers recently, there were a lot of deaths caused by, I, I don't, a lot of it's been cardiac distress, heart attacks and things like that when people are on dive boats or snorkeling boats down here. And I thought, wow, I've been reading about that every week. Every time I see a story, I said, oh, they're still talking about the last one? No, it was a new one. And every week there's a new one up and down the keys. You're hearing of people dying. And I was thinking in my head, oh, well, this could be because of long COVID. Long COVID is the lasting effects of people that have COVID and they have a problem with the respiratory system and things like that. Maybe damaged heart. Maybe they were taking ivermectin or something like that. Or maybe they just were a couple of years of inactivity and they decide to go and do some activity. So last night, I had a dive professional, a master diver come in. Uh, and he, I asked his question. He, he asked not to be informed about it because he told me an interesting story. And I'll tell that story after this one. I asked him point blank. I said, what is it with all these deaths occurring? And he says, it's unusual, you know, to see all these deaths. I remember when I first came down here in 2014 and 15, it was just one of those things you hear every so often. And everyone was shocked when someone dies on a dive boat and stuff like that. But it was once every other month or something like that. It was the isolated incidents considering the amount of people down here. And during, uh, usually during uh, a lobster season, you have a lot of people, you know, people dying because of, uh, not necessarily from diving incidents because they get hit by a boat or something like that when they're going into water for these lobsters. So I asked him, I said, yeah, a lot of people are diving on snorkel boats and scuba diving boats. Is it, do you think it's because of long COVID? And he goes, uh, well, I can't really speak to that as much, but I do know that the current was really rough down there. And a lot of times um, he said, my boat has an experience that we haven't ha- ever had since the establishment of coming. Someone die diving on uh, or diving or snorkeling. And I said, oh, that's very good. He says, that's because we put someone in the water with them. Keep an eye on them. And on a lot of the boats, they put a buddy, and that's someone else on the dive boat with them to watch after them. And he uh, said, what happens is people go down, and the current, you know, we get in the water, and the current's just ripping, you know, a couple knots, and they can't, they're fighting the current. They're fighting the current. They're diving. They may not be in the best of shape. They may be stressing out their uh, cardiac uh, cardio system. And once it gets so stressed out, they go into cardiac. Uh, they have a cardiac incident. And then he said that happens a lot. You got to really be careful with that. You got to you, you, you got to see if someone's a strong swimmer or not. Sometimes you got to give them a line, and you you ask them to hold on the line. So this is what he said: hold on to the line that's attached to the boat, so they can not get dragged away. And he said in the past week, week and a half, they had an incident where a couple went down, a husband and wife. And the current was going so bad, the wife got separated from the husband and she got lost. Hence that there was a movie that came out about the two people that left around by the dive boat. But the dive boat realized and the husband realized the wife wasn't around. And 
the dive boat put out a distress call to other dive boats to keep an eye out for this woman. And as they started looking for this woman. And the dive master I was talking to said his boat joined in. So they delayed the dive for their people, which kind of like was exciting. I'm sure they probably may have done some like a partial, if they couldn't um, take them out, if they spent a lot of time doing it, they, I'm sure they refunded the money. I hope they did. But they were looking for this woman that was lost. And he said, yeah, we and the boat that she was on are looking for her. And she ended up a couple miles away or a mile or two away because of the current. And there was another dive boat that was part of the same company that lost the diver. And that other dive boat was looking around and it just took off in the middle of their search to take the other people diving. So, yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. There, that's that's kind of bullshit. Okay, okay. So more in uh, line with that. So this guy told me, gave me a fresh perspective. I get an idea in my head sometimes, and I got to be careful about letting it imprint without getting all the information. Now, with that being said, when they're talking about currents and fighting the current, I've been in the water where. Um, you got to really kick, you know, you get the fins on and you got to really kick to stay in place. Sometimes I've, you know, scraped the bottom of hulls uh, when they're out at the reef and all that stuff. And you, you, it's, it's a lot of work to stay there. You're working out the whole time, not going anywhere, not going anywhere because of the current that's uh, just tr- wanting to drag you away from where you are. So be careful when you're down here. Make sure you're in good condition and if you do find yourself that just come up tell them that you're feeling uncomfortable and get back in the boat you know there is you know obviously there's a little shame in that because you're you know you got you got a bunch of people and it could be with someone but that shame is nothing compared to you being dead that's so final isn't it it's very final. You got to be careful of that. That's why I tell my spin class uh, when they come in. I said you got to work to your ability, and if you're up to it, follow what I had my instruction on how hard to work. If you're not up to it, use the opportunity to build up or warm up. It's always good. It's always good to do. Okay, now the big subject of discussion, and mainly my discussion right now, but Key West. And this happened in the last two days. They passed an ordinance that made it illegal to be nude during Fantasy Fest. And that includes inappropriate body painting, inappropriate costumes, which we'll get to that a little longer. So, a little later. So, what does that mean to Fantasy Fest? If you don't know what Fantasy Fest is down here in... The Florida Keys and Key West, it's mainly a Key West event, it happens right around Halloween. It's a big event. It's kind of like Mardi Gras, uh, but a little nakeder, if that's possible. So Key West over the years just had this thing of debauchery and nudity, drinking. A lot of drinking goes on there. There are a lot of illegal drugs. I was going to say illicit drug, but illicit is more like for sex and illegal is more like for drugs but sex could be illegal too if you're doing it in the middle of the street 
Okay? Keep that in mind. So, at Fantasy Fest, people dress up whatever they want. You know, it's Halloween. You can dress up as a, a slutty nun, a bat, a coconut, a pirate. Uh, they have a, I think, Fantasy Fest week, they might have a Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest. They have a zombie ride. They had a zombie ride. And with all this stuff over la- we've been through in the last couple of years, they've reduced the numbers of the events and they're about to open up again. They want to make it more family friendly. Because every so often, towards the end of October, you see people and they have a family and they say, well, they stop in and they eat at the catch. Let's say they stop in and eat at the catch. And I said, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing down here? Are you going diving? Oh, we're actually going down to Key West. And you go, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's Fantasy Fest. You go, yeah, 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 and all that stuff. And, you know, for little kids, that might be quite a shocker, seeing these things. What they do is body paint. You get a naked body. Sometimes they wear a thong or a bathing suit uh, bottom. But a lot of times with body paint, they're just all naked. All naked, all the way down. The, the, right down to the, you know, VJJ or penis. And at night, they just walk everywhere and drinking. And it's, it's a night of debauchery, right? Kind of like burning man near the ocean, except there's no big bonfires and stuff like that. But there's a lot of nudity and body paint and things. And that's just what happens down there. So the idea here was the powers that be in Key West decided they want to make it more family friendly. Since... I th- I'm pretty sure nudity, public nudity, is illegal in the municipality. But it's more lenient during Fantasy Fest. I think they enforced, by codifying it, they made it more like, they, they I guess, empowering the police to be able to find people and stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to arrest people or things like that. So... They're trying to make it more family friendly, which I kind of feel two ways about it. I've, I don't really, I'm not prudish about public nudity and stuff like that, but it's not for everyone. Not everyone is the the same cultural tilt I am. Like not having, like the biggest problem I have with nudity is people that shouldn't be naked getting naked. You know, obviously when a beautiful body's naked, and my body's not the most beautiful, but I don't go naked either all the time. I, I think I could. I think I could go naked, but I haven't done that. And I'm not much on the body paint and stuff like that. You got to, oh my God, the amount of washing you have to do at the end of that, that grease paint all over your body. And forget about it, you know, if you have a lot of body hair. I guess you got to do a Brazilian for that. You know, whether a man or a girl, you guys just got to get that all out because you don't want to get body paint with hair all over. I guess they could do it. And the body paint is, I think it's mainly done with um, a spray gun. But there's, they're very artistically inclined. And it's a shame for the people that go down there and make a lot of money um, doing a body paint. People pay a couple hundred bucks for uh, body paint, their costume. And this law maybe curtail the volume of body paint because some people but then again I don't know if uh, some people might just say fuck it I'll take the fine 
But the idea of making it family friendly, that's the part. If nudity, you're saying nudity is a problem, but not public drunkenness. Because a lot more things occur due to public drunkenness than because of the nudity. The nudity is an assault on your sense of propriety. Appropriate, because they use the word appropriate. What is appropriate? You know, it's Easter weekend. What's appropriate for going to um, Sunday service? What's appropriate uh, clothes? I don't, you know, I'm sure down in the Keys, there'll be some people going into church with a bikini top. Just a couple. Is that appropriate? Who's to judge what's appropriate? But when you codify it by putting it's no nudity, then you're saying that's the law. And the thing that's where the judgment call is the costume appropriateness. Appropriateness. I, I mean, who's the judge on that? Years ago, a bikini was considered, let's say, 80 years ago. 80, maybe 90 years ago. No, 80 years ago, a bikini was probably considered inappropriate. 1942, probably considered inappropriate any place. You could probably get a ticket for that. They say that's nudity. And then after World War II, they started popping up. Or maybe just at the beginning of it. And then you go 20, 20, 30 years earlier, women were practically using full body suits, pretty much what the Iranians use when they go to the beach, except they don't cover up their hair. But they did have the bathing cap on too. So, yeah, I bet if you took an outfit, a bathing suit from 1910, Right, it would probably be fit within the, or maybe, maybe with the appropriate clothing for a beach wear in Iran or Afghanistan. And times change. Now we seem to be going back on that. But then they're worrying about people, children, their children seeing people that are naked. Okay. Now, if you're, in, if you're looking to get more family members to Key West. You say you're worried about the appropriateness of someone walking with body paint down there, but you don't have a problem with them being intoxicated. Because you can end up seeing a penis all sorts of ways. Someone has to take a piss because they drank so much beer. And they do it right in the middle of the street. Your kid is very likely to see a penis down there. My, just by people walking down the street. You get a couple hundred people, you're going to see the one person. You see the one boob that's exposed because everyone's looking at it. It's always a big deal. And would Disney be the same? I mean, they got the venues at uh, Disney where they have the resorts and stuff like where they have bars and stuff like that. And I'm sure people get intoxicated down there and they probably have a very stringent way of handling it in Disney. But generally in the Magic Kingdom or in uh, all their theme parks, you don't see a ton of people walking around intoxicated. Now, you may see people intoxicated, 
but you don't see a mass of people. What you'd see on a regular Saturday night in Key West is a mass of people inebriated. That's the way it is. The later it is, the better. You know, the later it is, the more volume. When you say the better, because I don't do that stuff anymore. But I don't begrudge other people from doing it. It's a playground for adults. It's a playground for adults. It's like Las Vegas. You know? Las Vegas. What if Las Vegas said, well, the showgirls and stuff, they don't want to see all this glitter and stuff like that. You're showing too much leg, too much boob and all this stuff. You're gambling, you're drinking, you're doing two of the vices, but why not nudity? Why not nudity? And if the, is nudity a vice? Because there's a lot of people not walking around nude and, uh, and they're doing things that are inappropriate. Violence is inappropriate. That's already codified. It's illegal. Drugs. Alcohol isn't. And public drunkenness, I think if you're really bad, they can give you a ticket and arrest you in Key West. But generally on Fantasy Fest, unless you're in a fight or anything like that, you could be virtually falling down. So if you're more concerned with your kid seeing a naked body than your kid seeing hundreds upon hundreds of intoxicated people dressed up as slutty nuns or what do you call it? You know, inappropriate priest. I don't know why I go with priest and nuns. Since the Easter weekend, I keep on going. I can't think. There's tons of costumes. You don't see as many Draculas anymore or Frankensteins. You know, you see people dressed up like Top Gun firemen, which kind of insult the firemen because that's not a fantasy thing. You know, you don't make fun of someone's you don't want to walk around in someone's uniform. I got to think this out a little before I kind of go with that concept. But I don't see how they're able to convert Key West into a family fun place. Say, hey, listen, we still have the nudity. We still have adult entertainment on the Val Street. And if you go to Dante's, which is a nice little tiki bar restaurant with a big pool open to the public. If you go there today, let's say when they open, they should be opening right around now. uh, You'll start seeing the young ladies that are dancers coming out getting their tan. They hang out by the poolside before they go into work. Uh, If you want to change the vibe to Key West, I don't know if trying to make it family-friendly will pay off in the long run unless you decide to make more activities for children. Right? Like you would at Disney. There's a draw for that. There's no... None of the... The kids can get excited. There's water sports down there. There's boats. Um, it's water sports and boats are the same thing. But there's a couple other things to see. But other than that, the main draw for the lion's share of people is the drinking on the Val Street and the partying. And that just doesn't seem to go with the kids thing. I mean, it's just, I guess it may satisfy the people and say, listen, I want to go to Key West, but I got these kids. 
and I can't really take them to a bar if someone's, you know, the woman's naked there. I w- but I want to be there. Now, if you take away the people that would come down there because they have family-friendly thing, you know, they have family-friendly times. I don't even understand that part, family-friendly time. They made it nudity illegal, um, inappropriate costumes, and then family-friendly times, which I thought taking away the nudity and inappropriate costumes make it family-friendly. So maybe they say, maybe they'll make it like stipulate after 10 o'clock. But, you know, if you've ever been down to Key West, after 10 o'clock, it just... I guess because of our culture here, every you know, the boating culture and the fishing culture. If you're up at 5 in the morning to go fishing, it's really hard to be naked the night before at 2 in the morning. And believe me, I've done it. Not going fishing at 5 in the morning, but I had to get up early in the morning. And, and, not, and I've been drunk at 2 in the morning. Not, and I guess drunk and naked a couple of times. So we'll see how that pans out. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of places like on Duval Street, like bars, that is saying, no, family is not our thing. This is not what we do. We're a bar and we make most of our money from selling drinks. We're not looking to do, you know, a bunch of grilled cheese sandwiches and and, uh, mozzarella sticks and stuff for the kids. We want to sell cocktails and beer and wine and whatever stuff like that to someone who's scantily clad. But that's just my opinion. We'll see how that works out. And in the end, I understand the purpose of trying to get the family, but they didn't address one of the other things that keeps families from coming down there, the high price. Who the hell is going to take their kids on vacation to Key West when there's no nudities on Fantasy Fest and they have a, you have to guarantee like maybe a five-day rental and they boost the prices on the rental or hotel rooms, hotel motel rates go up exorbitantly during Fantasy Fest. At least 100%. At least. And I'm not exaggerating. And put that on five, a five-day minimum rental I can't think of a worse place to take your kid. I can't think of a worse place to take your kid at the time as Fantasy Fest. And I'm sorry if that is not maybe what they want to hear and then say, I mean, but, you know, this guy in Key Largo is saying shit about our rules and stuff like that. Hey, listen, I say it, but you're going to experience it. You're going to experience it. You're going to turn people off and say, well, listen, they're going to make it more family friendly. But I'm spending $2,400 for a room for five days. You're spending a mortgage payment on a big house on the beach to take your family to a shitty motel room. Yeah. Now you don't get to see naked bodies and stuff like that. But you really can't stare at it when you're doing But you'll be able to drink. You'll be able to drink whatever the amount of drinks you're going to have. Well, this is Jim, the Keys bartender. I appreciate you listening today. Um, And I hope you can come back next week and listen. I will talk to you. uh, Have a happy Easter. Don't, uh, you know, 
what did my friend say? Take it up to Keister for Easter. I don't know. That's kind of like in a different type of lifestyle, but not, not my thing. Have a great day, and I'll be back. Bye. I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up.